On today's episode, we're talking about the power of plenty and giving the benefit of the doubt. And we're back with another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you guys today. I am going rogue with today's episode. Um, I really just, I had a wonderful time on my, just these last three weeks on the book tour with Diane, and I've learned the power of just kind of going with the flow, um, and not everything has to be the perfect setup. So I'm talking to you guys from my back patio here in not so sunny San Antonio because it's raining right now, which is nice. I love the rain. So I figured it'd be a great, a great spot to talk about what we are going to talk about today. So this thought occurred to me really last night. I'm recording this episode a day after when I w- would have wanted to, but I promised my friends, uh, namely Diane San Filippo and Julie Bauer, that I would take a full day off. We were joking that not so joking. They really, both of them kind of sat down and had heart-to-hearts with me and told me that, um, they said, Cassie, I know you don't take time off, but you must. You must take at least one day off. I'm Diane and I joke that we are the kind of people that are either completely on or completely off. It's hard for me to just be moderately on. It's hard for me to just lightly check emails, um, but still kind of relax. So I did. I took the whole day off, and um, and now we're back on Monday, and I'm excited. I am refreshed, and I've been sleeping a lot, getting caught up, but it was a whirlwind of a book tour, a lot of fun. And, you know, and the time off yesterday, I think, is the reason why today's podcast episode came to me, you know, once you really quiet the mind and give yourself some, some mental white space, which I talk about, I talked about a lot actually on our, on our book tour and my talk about the Fed and Fit project, but mental white space is a really significant thing because it allows then your, your mind to kind of quiet and fill in with maybe more meaningful and more significant ideas. So an idea that came to me yesterday, and it's something that I've thought about a lot, Um, and it's a distinguishing factor, I think, in how some folks approach life, Um, but I just never really had the words to put on it, and they came to me yesterday. So I want to talk about the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. I don't know how long it's going to take, because what I normally do, so you guys know, when I write a show, when it's just myself, um, I will draft out show notes, and it's not necessarily a script, but I'll write down the bullet points of what I want to talk about, and um, just to, to jog my memory while I'm going through the show, and it also helps me know how long, because I kind of have an idea, you know, of how many words on a page, um, converts into time on a show. So I don't really know what today's going to be like. I've got to just jot it down on a post-it note, which is kind of fun, but it goes with the theme of the show, giving myself the benefit of the doubt that we can just figure it out. You can jump and life will be okay. You'll figure it out. So this is just a very small example and a very large concept. So really the question is, what would the world look like if everybody gave the benefit of the doubt instead of just doubting. This is an important distinction because I think that, I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know if we're hardwired to doubt 
or if it's just an, an adaptation of adulthood. Maybe we grow up and we get burned a couple times and then we start to just posture ourselves defensively against all the things that can happen in life. Whether we're doubting other people, you know, and their intentions in our interacting with us, or we doubt ourselves. You know, that's a very common thing. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it from time to time, having doubt. Again, this is kind of a silly example, but thinking I'm here at my home now, I remember, I'm going to bring this back around, hopefully I remember to later. <laughs> I don't have my show notes to remind me. Um, but when I was writing the book, I remember having, and part of that was because I was so exhausted. And when we're tired, we're more prone to doubt because it's the path of least resistance. It's easier to doubt than to give the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I remember writing the book, I was exhausted. And after a full day of shooting, photographing recipes, jotting down recipe notes, some recipes didn't work out the way I wanted them to, and it set my schedule back. And it was such a bummer. There's, there, it's so, I can't tell you how empowering it is and so much fun to write down, you know, let's say on a whiteboard, I had eight recipes that I was going to make and shoot that day. And if I was going to photograph the recipe, then I, then I thought that the recipe was down. Um, cause I made all of them several times in advance before taking photos. And if the recipe didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it to in taste or texture or whatever, then I'd have to postpone it again and make it again another day to take a new photo and to and fine tune it and tweak it. And it was such a bummer and it would just, that would weigh on you. The fact that you were on your feet for 10 hours that day would weigh. Um, and then I remember looking at my kitchen and it was such a mess. And I remember, honest to goodness, you guys, this is, this is, sounds very dramatic. And, but I remember looking at the kitchen and honestly thinking it's never going to be clean. It's never going to be clean. Look at all those dishes. I will never unbury myself from all of those dishes. Never. This is not even an option. Um, I really thought that every single day. And I would joke with my husband. It'll just, it'll just be easier to burn it and build new. <laughs> Let's just start all over. And I mean, yes, I was exhausted and just had, had maybe a couple recipes failed. And I just wasn't feeling that hot. Um, but that was my natural inclination. The path of least resistance was to doubt that I would be able to unbury myself from this mountain of work, that this looming deadline, I would not be able to meet it. It was just easier to fall into that temptation. Um, and then, you know, almost in the same stride or the next, the next step where people would look at me, hear my, I'm never going to be able to clean these dishes. And my husband, Austin, would say, that's silly you've got this. And he'd jump in and help, of course. But when it was all said and done, I was honestly surprised. I remember thinking, wow, I really never thought I'd get to this point. And how much easier would that whole journey have been if I had just believed that things would get done, that I would meet my deadline, that the recipes would be great. And if a recipe wasn't going to work out after however many tries, then I'd cut it. And it wouldn't be the end of the world. The book already has 190 recipes. That's plenty. You know, so how much more empowering is it to just believe that it's all going to be okay instead of believing that it's not, that you're going to fail? You know, and I'm, I'm a relatively positive person, so I want, and this is such a, again, such a very light surface level example of a very significant concept. But, I mean, when we're tired and we've got a lot going on and we feel the pressure and the weight of the world, whether it's our work or our family or our own health, 
then it's so easy to fall into that temptation of doubt. So that's really what I want to talk about, is what would the world look like if we gave the benefit of the doubt? So how does this really apply? And this is kind of going to be, I'm just going to talk in, a, in one very large circle, and then, and then hopefully it's a good takeaway for everybody. So in which ways can we give the benefit of the doubt? You know, if we're looking outwardly, um, and this might, and some of you listening to this, this might sound like, I can see how you might think this is a, a naive concept. Um, and that's something I've been accused of in my life a lot. I'm now 30 years old. Oh, I dropped my sticky note into the rain. It's fine. <laughs> I'm 30 years old and I have been accused regularly of being naive in the ways of the world. And the people who are accusing me of being naive are usually those that have a master's degree in doubting. You know, they really, they, they look at the world through a everybody's out to get me lens and you really have to protect yourself. And while I do believe that it is important to protect yourself, um, you know, and I hired a very smart lawyer to help me with my business and to set myself up um, for success in the future, just as a preventative measure. But I don't believe that folks are out to get me. You know, I don't operate thinking that people are going to try and steal my business you know, because then I wouldn't be able to go freely and do the work that I do and, and have as much fun with it and work with as many people as I have the opportunity to work with. Um, so when it comes to giving the benefit of the doubt, I like to give the benefit of the doubt to my friends and my colleagues. Speaking specifically to business in this instance, you know, I don't believe that people are going to steal my work. And if I did believe that people were going to steal my work, then wouldn't that keep me from doing it in the first place? So I would, I would encourage you to kind of self-reflect. If you're, let's say if you're in an office setting and you have a really cool idea for a project and you know, you really, maybe you need someone to help you bring it to fruition first before it can have enough visibility for someone else to see it and then maybe take it to the next level, but you're afraid to do it because you're afraid that somebody at the office is going to steal it away from you or a higher up is going to take credit for it. You know, is that fear keeping you from pursuing something that's going to really enrich your life and, and make you feel that much more fulfilled in your job? You know, if that's something that you're encountering right now, I encourage you just to go for it. Give your colleagues the benefit of the doubt and, and pursue that project boldly. That's so important. I put so much, I remember talking to some family about um, you know, it, today we're in the age of content sharing. Content is king, and I'm constantly doing everything I can to give you guys as much free content as I can, um, and then building really valuable resources that you can then purchase, and then that's how I keep my business going, like the book and like the Fed and Fit Project, but this podcast is free, my blog is free, my social media, all that stuff is free, and I probably spend over half of my working time, work, my time working <laughs> on developing free content. And I remember talking to friends and family saying, what are you doing developing, giving away all these ideas? You know, don't you want to protect them? And I can understand that sort of, you know, scarcity mindset. Um, but at the end of the day, and people listening here who do have a blog understand this, or maybe you don't have a blog, but you have another business, and maybe you dedicate yourself to research and you put together white papers that's essentially free content that you're giving to the world, you're showing your research. That really propels your business further than if you held some idea and some concept close to home and then launched it 
when you thought that it was perfect and when it was perfectly protected. Um, there's a whole lot more value in just going for it and trusting the process. So when it comes to business, I say just go for it. Okay, now let's look within. Um, that's kind of in the work world. Work world. What about giving yourself the benefit of the doubt when it comes to health? So many of us have been burned on diet and weight loss. And I remember being there, just kind of like my dirty kitchen. I remember looking in the mirror after I think my sixth diet that I had yo-yoed back from. Um, and I was in my early 20s. And I remember just being so down in the dumps about it. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so sad to think about. <laughs> it's raining where I am right now. So it kind of reminds me of it. But I was just, oh, I was, I was weepy. I was so sad. I was so disappointed. And I just, just I, I was at a point where I was trying to decide if that was life. If I'm just meant to be in pain. And if I'm just meant for, to constantly have to go buy new clothes every couple months. Get one size bigger, one size bigger. Um, I had lost a little bit of weight on almost pretty much every diet that I did. And I talked about this at my book signings, but the reason I lost the weight in hindsight, I understand is because I was just starving myself. I was calorie restricting to an extreme. And then as soon as the diet was up 30 days, 45 days, whatever it was, I would bounce right back because I hadn't solved any underlying issues. I remember looking in the mirror thinking, well, this is it. I mean, just doubting that I would ever be able to get out of that situation and really believing that, um, you know, that was the life I was resigning. I was re resigning to live this life, feeling like I was in somebody else's body and feeling like I never really was going to, I don't know, live, live to feel and be my fullest. So what if, and then, and then of course there came another moment because I am kind of hardwired <laughs> to, to just see a little silver lining where I gritted my teeth and I dug into science research, nutrition science research, stumbled across paleo and decided this makes sense, you know. But if I had never given myself the benefit of the doubt and believed that I could be, I could work my way out of it, I just had to think outside the box. I had to do something different. I couldn't do another diet. I had to do something smart. I had to be more intelligent about my body and think more critically about how I was really going to heal it. Instead of fixing a problem, I needed to understand that I was healing healing a problem. Um, if I hadn't believed in giving myself the benefit of the doubt, who knows where I would have been. So if, you're, if you kind of feel that, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get off this hamster wheel of, of diets and of feeling just like I'm walking around in someone else's body, you know, you got to stop and you have to pause and give yourself the benefit of the doubt. And really believe that there is, there is a way. There is a way. The world is enormous. The universe endless. And there's got to be a way for you to feel your best. It may just take you doing something that you've never done before. And thinking about your body in a way that you've never thought before. So give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Um, I also think looking inwardly. When we're out and about and walking around. There's a lot of people. And I remember this was a pivotal moment when I was younger. And I'm thankful I got. I was given this advice. But somebody said uh, to me once upon a time, I remember thinking, I said something out loud. I don't know if it was a mom, my mother, or somebody. I said, um, oh gosh, everybody's probably looking, or people are looking at me because 
my, oh my, I don't know, my hair was messed up or something like that. I was really self-conscious about something on my body when I was younger. I was in my teens. And I remember somebody, an, an adult, I don't know if it was my mom or one of my best friend's mom, said, Cassie, don't be so self-centered. People are not looking at you the way you think they're looking at you. And if they are, they're probably thinking that you're just beautiful. And why, you know, and it was an, it was an important turning point because, you know, we tend to think that people look at us constantly and see the worst in us. You know, oh my gosh, they're probably all staring at that pimple I have on my forehead. Or, oh my gosh, people are probably looking at me and thinking about how, you know, I don't know, I've got big thighs or I've got small feet or I've got, you know, eyebrows that really need to be tended to. You know, what are the list can go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, A, probably nobody has noticed anything. They're probably thinking that you're this lovely, vibrant person, if they're thinking anything. Um, and I think that's just important. Give other, give strangers the benefit of the doubt. Get, walk around boldly believing that maybe people believe you're just beautiful and you're this vibrant person. How freeing and how wonderful would that be if we walked around and just shed our insecurities and just believed that everybody thought we were beautiful. How cool would that be, right? So live in that. You can do that. We can, this is a choice we can make. We can walk around in the day and we can assume that people think we're great drivers, that we're great parents. We can assume that, you know, the world believes that we are, we're good at our job. We're good at cooking, you know, whatever it is, we, we pick really fun outfits. Whether other people are thinking about us or not, if we're going to believe that they are, let's believe that they're thinking something positive and lovely about us because they probably are. And if they're not, then they're not thinking anything at all. So let go of those negative thoughts. Okay, the benefit of the doubt. Um, I mean, I have some other, other thoughts here. Oh, here's a good one. You know, the, someone being a friend or a foe. I think that's an important one. Um, I tend to give my friends the benefit of the doubt to the extreme. Um, I and I think that's important. If, and we can also talk about, you know, a significant other. You know, if, if, if our partners or our friends aren't as good at describing with words how they feel about us, um, you know, or that they really care for us, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and just assume that maybe the language is, isn't there, but the feelings are. You know, it doesn't hurt to believe that, you know, the relationship is good and healthy. And if it isn't, then you're able to, with less, with less hurt emotions, approach it with um, with an open heart and wanting to heal and fix and redirect. So I think it's really important when it comes to specific relationships with people that you love and care about to not get defensive in whether there is or isn't love or there is or isn't trust. It's important to be open-minded and to give the relationship the benefit of the doubt. Whether or not you know, it is in the best spot or not, you believe that it can be. And that just speaks, that opens the path a more direct path to a really healing, healthy relationship in the future. If you really believe, um, you know, that it's, that it's really possible, don't doubt. Believe that it's possible. So that's, that's a lot. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I think that this comes down to, I used to work at Lululemon Athletica. This is a good, gosh, eight years ago maybe? I worked there for a spell. It was before I started Fed and Fit, and Diane and I actually worked there together. Um, not together, excuse me. We did not work there together. We both worked at Lululemon around 
I think she worked there a few years before I did, um, two different parts of the country. Um, but it was funny how we were talking about, I worked there before I started Fed and Fit because I always wanted something more to do. Um, I like really getting my hands on a lot of things and I was just having a lot of fun with it and they're really vi vibrant, athletic people. Um, and they, the idea of starting Fed and Fit came up while I was there. They have really great employee development. Um, and it came up while I was working there and they essentially said, well, you better go do it. What are you doing here? Working, selling stretchy pants. Go do this amazing food blog thing you've thought of. Um, so that was a really cool experience. And one of my other big takeaways from there is they have this library of books that they encourage their um, educators to read. And one of the concepts, I can't remember if it was a book specifically or if it was a concept that was given in a book because, it's, again, it's been a while. But it was this concept of the power of plenty. And if you've ever thought about, if, you, if you're familiar with this concept, then you might have an idea of where I'm going to go with this in closing out this episode. But the power of plenty when it comes to retail is something that Lululemon does really well with. So when you walk into a store and you see that there are 20 headbands on a, on a bar or, you know, the, the, the holder that holds all the socks it's completely full. Or you see that the racks have, you know, 15 different red shirts and 15 different blue shirts, that those are first and foremost. And if there's one or two black shirts or one or two gray shirts left, they put those to the very back. Because when you see the abundance of a color in a size or in a cut or in a style of athletic wear, the abundance draws you to it and it kind of gives you this warm, fuzzy feeling like there's security in it. You know that you're going to find something there that you that you want. It's just a very compelling, the power of plenty. If there's plenty there, then you're going to be drawn towards it. And so what how I want to tie this into today's episode is if we believe that there is an abundance of goodness and love and possibility and success in business. There's an abundance of success available for you. Even if your colleague maybe comes in and takes some of the credit, there's still an abundance there for you. And even if, you know, you and your, your boyfriend are trying to figure, or your girlfriend are trying to figure out, um, I don't know, maybe there's a little hiccups in the road or you and your spouse or your significant other, there's an abundance of love and comfort and security there available for you. You just got to work on it. And even if you are kind of in a rut with your health and your wellness and you just got back from the doctor and they've told you that your numbers are off and you really need to consider going on medications and you feel like you've been dieting and you don't feel like there's even there's there's an end inside of this hamster wheel of of just of of dieting you need to believe that there's an abundance of health available to you and when we believe that there's plenty of health and love and success and financial freedom, whatever it is that you want in your life, when you believe that there's plenty of it, you'll be drawn towards it. So keep that in mind. There is the power of plenty and the power of giving the benefit of the doubt are pivotal. And if you find yourself stuck in a rut or in a hamster wheel of doubt, you know, there's a concept in a song called Doubting Thomas <laughs> by Nickel Creek. I think it was Nickel Creek or maybe it was when Chris Thiele spun off and did his own thing. I really love bluegrass. Um, but I think about that. 
you know, if you're feeling in this episode, maybe you do identify a little bit with being somewhat of a doubting Thomas. Try on, you know, the benefit of the doubt hat. Try on that power of plenty. Try on believing that there's an abundance of goodness out there for you. Because you have to believe it before you can actually get there. I don't want to be too cheesy and say believe it so you can achieve it, but it's really the truth. You have to believe it before you can achieve it. If you don't believe that there's a door out of whatever situation you're in right now, if you don't believe that there's a door there, you'll never open it up and you'll never walk through it. So you have to believe that it's there. You have to believe that there's another side. Believe in it so strongly that it starts to glow and really pull you towards it. Almost, It almost feels involuntary once you really do shift your perspective and shift your mindset. And then you're just kind of on a downhill ride towards success. And it just, and it's so much more fun that way. When we do, when we stop doubting ourselves and we stop doubting others, even though we might get burned, the burns hurt less. And it's something my husband said, I talked to him before I recorded this episode. I said, is there anything else you can think of where the benefit of the doubt plays a significant role in life? And he said, essentially, he said, well, people just need to believe that you're going to get, you're going to get burned regardless, but you might as well get burned expecting the best than get burned expecting the worst, you know? So there's no, there's no more harm in getting burned when you're, when you're looking for the best. So don't be so protective over your positive outlook, um, and, and seeing the best in people and in, in the world. You've got this. I want you to know that you've totally got this. And if you're really in a rut, maybe the shift could be just seeing and believing that there is possibility out there for you. Because there is. There absolutely is. And if you don't see it yet, know that I see it for you and I could probably answer. If anybody called in and asked, I would definitely probably give them the same answer, which is something that I might do in the coming in the coming weeks is open, opening up the show to sort of an anonymous call. Um, so that's something that you're interested in. Go ahead and shoot me an email at CassieJoy at FedAndFit.com. That's C-A-S-S-Y-J-O-Y at FedAndFit.com. If you're interested in possibly coming on the show to chit-chat, it would have to probably be, you know, we couldn't get too personal with clinical questions, even though I am a nutrition consultant, um, but just to chat and chat about life. So um, if that's something you're interested in, please jot down that email, send me a note. Um, and at the end of the day, believe that you do have the power to make your dreams come true. It's out there. There's an abundance available for you. There's plenty of it. So you've totally got this. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We're coming in just under 30 minutes, which is just right on time. I gave myself the benefit of the doubt that I could do it standing on my back patio and it happened. What do you know? <laughs> so thank you guys for dialing in. As always, we will, I have some really exciting interviews coming up in the next coming weeks. So keep your eyes peeled, ears and eyes peeled for that. And we'll be back again soon.